Happy holidays, all you Grinchy folks out there, and welcome to the 2023 edition of the Christmas Movie Countdown here at Allentown Presents. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined by my lovely wife, Katie. Hi. We will be reviewing a Christmas movie every night from December 1st to Christmas. So sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2022 American black comedy Christmas horror film, The Mean One, Slashing Through the Snow. Hit that music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 337 of Spooky Movie Squad, or episode 10 of the Christmas Movie Countdown. So, I don't know if this is a new genre, a new type of horror that we're getting now, but boy howdy, I'm here for it. Now, what I'm talking about is horror films based on children's franchises or games or books or anything like that. Now, we've actually reviewed a few of them. We have done the Banana Splits movie. We've done Five Nights at Freddy's. We have done Winnie the Pooh. Blood and Honey. Yes. And for better or worse, hook or crook, they have something to say i guess that you can make anything horror if you try hard enough and i think that's the kind of biggest thing that everyone these movies are going for now some are funnier than others and some just go for absolute horror savagery you know but it's still a movie someone did put effort in and a lot of these are pretty indie uh, like i said to different levels of indiness but the movie we are reviewing tonight is called the mean one Mr. Grinch. Uh, they don't say that. You get sued like that. Yeah. <laughs> but this... The shinning. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is a parody of the 1957 children's book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, a horror retelling. Now, Katie, I have a question for you. Now, in the list of Dr. Seuss movies, or books, sorry, what number do you think How the Grinch Stole Christmas popped up? So In, like... In sales? In the order of books. I'm oh. curious if you knew that. Uh, fuck. I have no idea because <laughs> I don't know when he started writing books, but I would guess it was near the end if it came out in 57, you 1937 said. is when he started. Yeah. Okay. So this was 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. This was the 14th book. This was the book before The Cat in the Hat. Yeah. In 1957. I think that's really cool. I didn't realize he wrote... Oh, it was like three after Horton Hears a Who. Yeah. And it makes sense that it was around that time because Horton Hears a Who and How the Grinch Stole Christmas is in the same place. Now, yep. in the books, they do change how it looks because, you know, years go by and he kind of wants to update some things. But Whoville is on a speck of dust. On a, what, a flower? It's on a speck of dust that lands on a flower... That resides in, oh my gosh, I can do it. Hold on, give me a second. It is, let's see, Horton sits by the pool, by the cool of the pool in the jungle of Newell is where Horton hears (laughs) who takes place. Awesome. (laughs) So it blew my mind that 
it's like this weird multiverse thing. Like it's like all of this shit's happening on a speck of dust, which that is a running theory with how our world works. And in the first Men in Black, those aliens were playing fucking marbles with galaxies, and I was like, yep. oh, that's so, so scary. <laughs> To think that everything is so big and small at the same time. Yeah. It's it's horrific. So, like I said, for the uninitiated, if you have never read or seen How the Grinch Stole Christmas, that's a shame. It's, what, 20 minutes long? Yeah. 30, it's probably like, 30 minute It's like 20, movie. I think it's 25 minutes long. Um, it's voiced or narrated by, oh my gosh, Boris Karloff, who is the mummy, the original mummy uh, from the black and white cartoons. <laughs> And it's fantastic. And then the song, you've definitely heard the song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, by Thurl Ravenscroft. Uh, he is like the voice of Dis- He's the bass voice of Disney from like the 1940s to the 1970s, probably, with the Mellowman. You've definitely heard his voice. So you should check out How the Grinch Stole Christmas or and listen to our review of How the Grinch Stole Christmas that we did a few couple years ago absolutely i just learned something we also did the grinch too yes oh yeah. the animated grinch you may have done that i haven't I done think me that and one. emma did the grinch yeah, a couple say, years was it there for the benedict cumberbatch one yeah i think we or did you do the jim carrey i think we've done both actually no oh, cool. i think we've done all three at this point so now this is number four i'd have to look at the list but i okay. feel like we've done all of them so i learned that there are more grinchy movies out there or adaptations so there was a prequel called halloween is grinch night and Mm. the grinch's voice is hans conried and he was the voice of captain hook in walt disney's peter's peter pan and he was snidely whiplash in dudley do right cartoons i know that voice that's a good captain hook yeah that's a good fucking voice it, it is all the <laughs> so Yeah, that's a good fucking voice. In 2000, there was a live-action feature film starring Jim Carrey, probably one of the best people to play a silly, funny, not graphic Grinch. And one of the most well-known adaptations of the story. Yeah, I keep seeing memes and I mean, like lines from there's it. There's like three of them, but yeah. there's three big ones, and they've all done really well, but Jim Carrey's is the only one that's live-action and... It was pretty the cool. The detail that they put into Whoville and the costuming and the makeup and the hair and set design is just like, it's incredible. Yeah, it was pretty spiffy. I read in an interview, I think I talked about it when we recorded or if we did The Grinch, uh, that Jim Carrey got trained by CIA operatives <laughs> to prepare for the role of The Grinch. Because getting put into the prosthetic on his face was pretty much like being waterboarded. Um, oh, so the man. so the CIA people like taught him how to like focus on your breathing and like basically be tortured for the three or four hours that it took to get him into the Grinch costume. Jesus. Yeah, that's why there was not a sequel to that movie because he said never again. He, he will. He refuses flat out. Jim Carrey was like, absolutely the fuck not, because they definitely probably would have milked it for a sequel, oh, yeah. and a threequel, and like yeah. <laughs> there would it would have been a giant series, even though there's only one book. Well, they easily could have did like he got better, but then what about his family? And then get other yeah, funny people other to be Grinches. in suits. Yeah, oh, that's the easiest sequel ever. And yeah. then he's got to work over his family, and they're like, "But you're one of us." And he's like, "Uh, uh." Yeah, uh, it's an yeah. Oscar the Grouch and. 
Grouchville moment. Yeah, it's it's perfect for at least a sequel, and then you get you know oh man, you get some old guy to be the dad, and the, the mom is all nice, but she's grunchy, uh, grinchy too, and yeah. you gotta have a, a brother, a little brother or a sister. You know, you gotta have a another little Grinch. That would be great. Yeah, I'm but, mad, but, but Jim Carrey won't. That suit fucking sucks. I know it sucks. It looked like it was a lot to it. Well, so. honestly, that movie came out t- fucking 20 years ago at this point. Yeah, the 2000. the way that costuming has changed. Like, I oh think, yeah, it'd probably. Be I think he'd be now. fine. Well, it's like um, the interviews you see with uh, like Rebecca Romaine or um, Jennifer. What's her name? What's her last name? Oh, Lawrence. God. Jennifer yeah. Lawrence for that's playing uh, Mystique. Mystique yeah. Because the first time each one of them was in the Mystique costume, it was like a long, like ten hour fucking process of like getting completely spray painted and then having all the individual like bumps put on them. And then by the time they each hit their like last movie, they just put on a fucking Leotard that was printed yeah. like the Mystique cloak. Yeah, like, they were never on screen skin. long enough to even do anything. Well, Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Lawrence a lot was, more. But... but but they figured out her costume, like, so it's just like this skin-tight suit rather than her being, like, naked and spray-painted. Yeah. So it takes a lot less time. Yeah. So there was a musical in 2007, 2018, a computer animated film starring Benedict Cumberbatch mm-hmm. doing a, I don't know, grumpy American accent like he always does. And I didn't know, but there was a 2020 live television adaptation of the musical. And Matthew Morrison of Glee fame was the Grinch. I bet he was great. uh, Singing his ass off out there. I gotta look for it, because I think it'd be absolutely amazing. I don't know if I like that. (laughs) Katie's like, I'm pissed off. (laughs) I like like him. I think he's a good singer and dancer, um, but... When I think of the Grinch, but the problem is that 1960s cartoon, like, makes me think that the Grinch, like, the music from the Grinch should be sung in a bass voice. Oh, absolutely. His and, voice is kind of low. And Matthew Morrison's voice is not. He is, he's a tenor. Like, he's a full tenor. Full stop. And it should be, a, like, it should be a bass. Because, like, Benedict Cumberbatch has a bass voice. But, I don't know. If I was going to do it again, it should be... The musical should definitely be done by oh, a bass. Absolutely. And there's a Wondery uh, podcast starring James Austin Johnson. That name might not sound familiar, but if you watch Saturday Night Live, he's the guy that plays Donald Trump right now. Oh, and he's, he's really, really, great. really good at that. And so he is, he really is good. doing, I guess, an audio version of The Grinch, being Grinchy as shit. So I'm pumped. Once again, that was a really long build-up to what I was going to say for the initiated. Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas is about, I don't know, a fucking Grinch. They don't really fully explain what the hell he is. It's just a solitary, mean-ass creature that's shaped like a fucking pear. And it has a dog, so it loves something. And it hates Christmas so goddamn much. Because the people are happy. And some people say it's because his heart was too small so he can't care about a lot of things that's why he only cares about max and max is a real one staying with this grumpy ass dude but he's probably good to max well in the cartoon he's really not that good to max but uh hates the christmas season and so comes up with a plan to take christmas away from a town and he's successful he does it bad guys usually don't get this far into the success part but then he realizes that the who's Say, like, Christmas is about the presents. The presents are just fucking cool. Christmas is about holding hands and singing outside. And the Grinch is like, damn. Oh, my heart. Oh, my chest. Oh, I'm, I'm starting to care now. 
here's all your gifts, and I'm dressed like Sandy Claus, like he tells the little girl as he robs her blind. And the Who's are happy. I guess they know what he is. I assume he, um, they knew what he was in the in in Whoville. I don't know because in the actual book, they he's it's not explained. But the Who's are similarly shaped to him, so it's just like this like hairy grumpy guy that lives in the mountains. Uh, and for some reason he's green. Kind of like Oscar the Grouch, like he's green because he's in the trash. Like he's moldy, and that's why he's green. <laughs> God damn. Um, but in the the newer movie with Benedict Cumberbatch, they explain more, like they do a backstory kind of thing um, that's not in the book, and they explain why he hates Christmas so much. And it's because when he was a kid in Whoville going to school... He got made fun of by all the other kids because he didn't look like them. Um, You know, racism. Great. And he never got any fucking presents for Christmas. Like, all the other Who's got presents from their family and whatever, and he never got anything. So it just set him on this path of hate. And then by the time he grows up to be a grown Grinch living up in his cave, he's like, you know what? Fuck all these Who's down in Whoville. I'm stealing everything. Damn, that's the reason? Yeah. Shit, fuck him. Yeah, in the in the cartoon, he was like bullied a little bit, or in not in the cartoon, in the animated Benedict Cumberbatch. One. Fuck him, take they shit. Yeah, he gets bullied <laughs> when he was a little kid, uh, and then he never got any presents, so he's just like fuck everybody. Justified, take it all, burn it. <laughs> I wouldn't even taken him and danced with him. I'd have burned all that shit right in front of him. Fuck him. That's me. I guess I'm a Grinch. But fuck that. You ain't gonna bully me and then want some shit. Fuck that. You ain't getting nothing either. I ain't getting nothing. You ain't getting nothing. So, anyway, the mean one. There's a reason that no one says Grinch in this movie or Whoville or Cindy Lou Who. It's Cindy You Know Who. Uh, this movie Cindy truly. Voldemort. Yeah, this movie truly believes that you know what they're talking about. It's like that. Come on. Do we really need to explain what he is? You, you know, he's the mean one. Come on. Wink. You know. Wink. You know. Uh, so I guess it is important to to watch How to Grinch Stole Christmas so you understand there are a lot of nods to the animated movie, the original one. Probably they did some of these moves in the other ones, but legit how he moves around like a snake and walking on fingers. It just there are most oh movements God, he so does funny. in this movie that I'm like that is from the animated movie and it's awesome. So this movie is about a young woman. She just like in the animated movie, she's Cindy Lou Who, and she sees the Grinch, and she's like, Santa, why are you taking my shit? And Santa's like, go back to bed, silly child. And she's like, okay. But this is a what-if world of, what if she didn't go to bed in time, and bad things happen? What if that's not the whole story, Yeah, and you're just being told the little kid version? Yeah. <laughs> Here's what really happened that night. Yeah. It's crazy. And so, as she comes back to her childhood town... Uh, the Grinch is like, I'm still here, bitch. <laughs> so uh, another rampage happens during the holiday season. So Katie, what did you think about The Mean One? Oh my gosh, I loved this movie. The second this movie started, I was hype from the get-go. They It starts out with a narrator and he is parodying the book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. 
And all of the lines that he's saying are similar to the things that are happening in the How the Grinch Stole Christmas, except slightly changed. He's doing it all in, like, rhyming couplets. It is fucking great. And he goes, like, he tells, uh, like, a big chunk of the narrative right up in the front. And then he'll come in, you know, every 15 minutes or so and just drop a few lines about what the fuck is happening and what the Grinch is doing. (laughs) And it is so fire. And then as the story started unfolding, literally Otis and I kept like turning to look to each other and I was like, if this was a higher budget movie, I would cast this person. Mm -hmm. If this was a higher budget film, I'd put this person here. Like, imagine how good this person would be in this role. And most movies do not pull that out of me. Like, (laughs) most of these like indie horror films are just like, oh yeah, that was a blood fest. Cool. Moving on. No, this one was like, fuck, they need to redo the Like, it was so good. Uh, the acting was not good. But the rest of the, the plot and everything was great. And the story was great. Like, if this just had a little bit better acting, like, holy crap, this c- could have been a blockbuster. Like, a Christmas blockbuster. So, uh, ditto on just about everything Katie said. There were some choices with the filming and the cinematography and stuff like that, I'm saying it's like, I got my pinky on and I've made a movie. But I've seen enough of them that I understand that sometimes you don't have to fully explain everything. I actually praised one scene and then got confused a minute later. Uh, one scene, it showed the computer screen of someone searching for something. And I was like, okay, so she's on the computer. And then instantly it flowed into that location. I was like, that's legit. We don't need to see the room. We don't need to see her typing on a computer and making a curious face and then driving to the location. That's stupid, and that's a waste of money and time. Show me on the computer screen where the fuck we're going, and then, boop, get me there. I don't care about the middle stuff, you know? And they did it, and I was like, that's legit. You saved, like, seven minutes right there. And then she, like, stumbles and is in a fucking cave the next second. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? And I was a little confused, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, you gotta take the good with the bad. When you want shit to happen really fast, Otis, you gotta not be pissed when it happens right after. There were a lot of scenes where it just happened really quick. People were really fast, and this seems like they knew they needed to make this pretty lean. It's not like an hour long. It's an hour and a half. But I guess they... it. It's tough to explain, but the movie didn't really have that much meat on their, on its bones. And it was all leading up to the final night where they have to fight and, you know, the Grinch is going to pop out. But the more I really sit and think about the movie, the more, like, little holes kind of pop up. And we were kind of questioning things while we were watching it. And I was like, I need to stop thinking this hard about it because I'm starting to be, like, a dickhead and I'm not going to enjoy it. But as I sat back and just took it all in and just, you know, watch the movie it was great i loved it david howard thornton is the mean one or the grinch in this movie now if you know katie and i we really like david howard thornton because he plays art the clown from the terrifier movies the third terrifier movie is going to be a christmas movie so next year that's going to be on the list and me and katie are going to be like oh no <laughs> watching this movie we're going to be shaking our heads but happy to see christmas art or art Art Claus? Santa Clown? Something like that. He did amazing as the mean one. It's funny. He didn't even talk. And I was fine with that. He 
plays all his like scary people like mimes and i was fine with that his body his face everything was perfect now like katie said the acting could be better but i told katie that cindy in this movie was played by what chrisley martin and she is a stunt woman and she's pretty dang cool at it she's done movies and tv shows and she has been the stunt double for ronda rousey i saw a picture of her this lady is awesome now i was telling katie sometimes in movies uh, well, Fatal Deviation is one I really, it pops in my head instantly, where the stunt person is the lead actor or actress because they can do everything. You don't have to pay for a stunt double when the stunt double is the lead. Just like an Ong Bak, Tony Ja, he started as a stunt person and then they were like, damn, you're actually pretty cool. And he was like, haha. And he became the lead in the movies. So she is the lead in this and her acting is, she is not the worst act, actor in this movie. I thought she did fine. It's just tough with this movie because they were going with this blend of silly and serious. And so I didn't really know where they were going or how I wanted to feel. I know it was a black comedy, but it's tough sometimes to, to toe that line of like, you know, this is a scary movie or this is a silly ass movie. You know, it's like, is it scary movie or is it terrifier? Where are we going with this? But this is a fun ass movie. I enjoyed it. I hope there's another one. I saw there was a tweet or a Instagram post by Cindy and I think David Howard Dorton did one too. And they were like, the best thing you do for this movie is go online and review it and give it a thumbs up and watch it. And if not in theaters, but try to pay for it and watch it. You know, that's the only way that we can tell people, the higher ups, that this movie was good and people enjoyed it by, you know, giving money that's that that's how it works you know but this was fun i really liked it so we will get through this story pretty pretty quick this movie runs for 93 minutes and you can find it online it's just about everywhere you just got to put a little bit of a little bit of change in there and see something strange as the, as the kids say so we are at a Christmas Eve many, many moons ago, I guess. I don't know if this is... I guess this is Earth. I don't fucking know. But... Like 15 years ago. Yeah. We are in Newville. And so, it's the story of the Grinch. And so, Cindy Lou Who, now called Cindy... You know who. I'm going to fuck up and say the, the book version, so just bear with me. Cindy wakes up and she comes downstairs because she hears some bumping. And she sees that Santa Claus is, like, robbing the house... And so, just like in the book, and Cindy comes down, and she's like, what you doing, Santa? And Santa pats her on her head, and then does the go scoot off little hand sig signal, and I was like, okay, cool. And she puts a necklace around his neck, and gives him a kiss, and he's like, oh, thank you, little child. Now go to bed. You know, pats her head. So, this is the deviation from the book and movie to this version Cindy's mom wakes up and comes downstairs and she's like, Cindy, get the fuck away from that. That's a monster. And she is fighting the Grinch off, the mean one off. And then the mom slips and falls and her neck is pierced by, I think it was like a nail in like a piece of wood. And she is dead. And Cindy yells at the mean one, calls him a monster. And then it scuttles off. So 
Cindy, as a child, told the cops that it was it was that mean one. It was that green monster. And they're like, that's not real, baby. And she, you know, they're like, okay, you got to be a brave little girl for us and show us, you know, draw a picture of the bad guy. And, you know, she's like, it looked like that. And they're like, well, we're not going to get anywhere with this because this kid, I don't know, had like a Vietnam flashback or something and can't remember. So 20 years later, Cindy returns to Newville to spend Christmas with her dad and, I don't know, try to figure out, try to close that chapter of her life because, I don't know, a furry green monster kills your mom. I guess you need something to figure out in your life. I don't know. It was weird. If she went back for revenge, that would have been a better no, she plot was, point. No, she was going back to get rid of, to deal with, process her trauma. Her therapist was forcing her to... Um, basically just face her fear because she was so afraid of the town yeah so there she meets detective burke he's a new police officer so you know what that means guys he's going to be very very respectful and caring of people's ideas he's not the old cop that's like i don't want to hear it oh that's stupid oh i have secrets no he's the young cop so actually listen to things so that night cindy and her dad lou Lou Who, <laughs> that's so stupid. Uh, <laughs> they. Lou, <laughs> you know who. It's so stupid. So, as they are driving home, Cindy and Lou realize that Newville, they stopped selling or putting up Christmas decorations at some point after the incident with Cindy and Cindy's mom. Now, Lou finds some old Christmas decorations and puts them up with Cindy that night. Oh, that's weird. And so Cindy goes out to take the trash out, and you see something kind of like scoot by the screen, and the door closes to the back door, and oh no, the mean one came into the house, killed the dad, stabbed him through that back of the head, and his eyeball came out, and like a sharpened candy cane, yeah, uh, yard thing. Yeah, mean one was whipping his ass, and then steals the decorations and goes up the chimney, just gets the fuck out, and I was like, wow. So, at the hospital, Cindy meets the, the, the best mayor ever, I guess. Uh, mayor McBean, that's running for re-election. It doesn't seem like she has any competition. Uh, well, later on, she ain't gonna have no goddamn competition. But, she, the mayor, is like, Hey, Cindy, can you not talk about, like, that fake monster that, you know, killed your dad? It was a real person that killed your dad, not a green monster. And Cindy's like, it's real, it's real. And Cindy... It's, it's kind of getting kind of crazy sounding. And Mayor McBean is talking to the police officers. And we kind of realize that there may be more to this story. Because the mayor is like, hey, we need to make sure that she doesn't yell about this. And bring up the fact that that killer might be back. Because that would be bad for the town, okay? We're here to take care of the people in town, right? And the officer's like, yeah, that's, that's our job, I guess. <laughs> So, at the funeral, Cindy finds a rare flower back at her bloody home that no one cleaned, or she just went back into the house, and she traces the flower to a mountain site via a computer screen. And like I said, the computer screen pops up, and then the location's there, and then you are there. I was like, hell yeah, thumbs up for me. Now, Cindy finds a wallet of a missing person. How, how does she find it, Otis? She, like, slips and falls into a really deep cave. 
but that she can climb out easily. But other people go into the cave and they need ropes and shit. I don't know. Or they go around the corner and there's an opening to get out. That's weird. But anyway, she finds a wallet of a missing person and as she's using her camera that she's never shown until this point to zoom in really, really far, she sees that the mean one is attacking a couple. They pulled out mistletoe and they're trying to make out and, you know, the mean one's like, quit kissing and starts mauling the guy. And the woman takes a couple hits and then Cindy runs up and starts throwing rocks at the mean one. And she's like, you're real, I hate you, and starts chunking rocks and hits him in the head a couple times, and the mean one runs away. He's like, ugh, this is too much for me. So, so Sheriff Hooper tells Cindy, hey, um, you can't, we can't investigate this because that site is federal territory, so um, somebody's gonna do it, but it's not gonna be us, so we just need you to be quiet, okay? Finger guns out of the room. Uh, and Cindy's like, nope, I, I gotta, I gotta do this. And Burke agrees to help her so he gets the wallet and he's looking up info about this missing person now we see a van going to SantaCon, yeah wherever the hell that is and they stop at a bar now i don't i guess it was really early yeah it had to have been really early because the kitchen wasn't open and they were like okay she's like well i guess you guys can get a drink and they all go yay and she's like only iced tea and they're like oh but then they're fine, they're already drunk, and then one Santa is getting a little bit handsy with the bartender, and as she is in the back setting up iced tea and pitchers, he comes back there to touch on her boobies, and she just elbows him in the face. It was so quick. I was like, oh, well, he's gone. Good for her. She looks back, and there's a blood dragging, like, slide of blood to the freezer, and she goes into the freezer and sees the man's dead body, and then the freezer door closes on her. Now, the mean one heads to the front door, and he locks the door and looks at all the Santa cosplayers and starts whipping their ass. Now, this scene is made out to be pretty funny and kind of gruesome. Now, this movie, it's tough to say budget-wise, but they weren't afraid of using CG or just you know graphics to get their point across. And, like I said, our eyes are so spoiled when it comes to movies these days. I remember being in middle school, playing Resident Evil 2 on my PlayStation, and freaking out because the way the zombies looked. I It, it, it was crazy, because I was like, that's real. And now, I see a movie down, and I'm like, that shit's fake. And I'm like, our eyes are so spoiled, we, we've gotten so fast to like real-looking shit. It's a mess now, It's unfortunately. I feel bad for movies that are like, oh, cool, we can just use blood from this computer graphic system, and it's like, fake. And it's like, yeah, man, like, we didn't have a lot of blood to use. But anyway, the mean one kicks the shit out of all of these Santa cosplayers. It's rough. It was like 10 people in there. They were trying to fight, but he was like, I'm super strong. He has claws. So he's like tearing people apart, and he dumps one lady in this like meat processor that's big enough to put her whole body in and so she's just upside down just getting mushed into meat uh, so i was like fuck man it was it was rough so that night the mean one breaks into cindy's home and is ready to do some work now it was really cool because she was pushing back on the door as the mean one was trying to get in but she had socks on 
And I was like, that is a good way to justify why she couldn't close that door on him fully. Because, like, her feet couldn't get any friction, any grasp. I'm like, this movie is so smart in some spots. So, the mean one runs off because a man called Doc Zeus. Dr. Seuss. No, Doc Zeus. See, I'm fucking up because I was trying to be cute no, and say his both name, of them. His last name, I think, is Seuss. But the fucking uh, deputy keeps calling him Zeus instead of Seuss. Yeah, well, e- either way, they gotta say Zeus because they can't say Seuss. <laughs> so, we learn that his wife was murdered by this monster many years ago and believes Cindy. It's like, no, this thing is real. She was out, like, getting, like, presents and in the middle of the street just gets cut in half. The mean one's like, fuck, fuck running out at nighttime. I'm gonna kill you in the day. I was like, God damn, this thing will kill you anytime. It's wild. So the next day, Detective Burke, the good cop, goes to the mountain and is looking for this monster's hideout and finds a bunch of wallets of the missing people in town. Because, you know, surprisingly, this town has a lot of missing people. Go figure. So while he is down in this cave that he uses a pulley system to get down into, he should have just fell like Cindy did. Didn't seem like it was that far down. I don't know. The mean one pops up. This is the mean one's uh, one of the hideouts, or maybe it's home, and it's dragging dead it's bodies dead. in. And it's like chewing on people and doing stuff. It's kind of crazy. And so Detective Burke gets out. He runs out of the mountain, and there's an opening. The sheriff, you mean? No, it was the good guy, because he meets up with uh, Doc, oh, yeah, Doc yeah, yeah, Zeus. Oh, yeah, 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 Okay. And he meets up with the old guy, Doc... How did I say Dr. Zeus? Doc Zeus. <laughs> and then they scuttle off. Uh... He does see that the old man has a car full of guns. And he's like, what you gonna do with all those weapons? Like, I don't know, kill a fucking monster. What do you think, asshole? hunting, motherfucker. Like, (laughs) why do you think I'm up here? Yeah, what the hell do you think? (laughs) So, while this is happening, we get a montage. Cindy is training. She is ready to fight the Grint, the mean one, and kill it. I keep saying the real words. So, it's funny. Cindy, at the beginning of this movie, she doesn't seem like she has any killer instinct no intent but then you got to realize the actress is a stunt woman and she's pretty buff and can do everything and so they have her slowly get better she's shooting off a gun at like targets and punching like a a green stuffed fat man suit and then little by little she's like oh hell yeah i know how to punch i know how to do spin kicks and i was like hell yeah so now cindy is hardcore so now detective burke Tell Cindy, hey, don't mess with this creature. Now, there seems to be more to this whole story because the wallets all belong to hiking enthusiasts. And they were lured to the to that area by the website that Cindy saw. And they learn that the IP address goes back to Mayor McBean. Bum, bum, bum. So, once again, there's layers to this. Now... Mayor McBean is killed that night by the mean one. Uh, her car malfunctions and plays Christmas music. Sweet Jesus. That is the worst thing. Now, Katie was talking about how fast he gets places. I go outside with a Christmas hat on. Ten seconds later, I just see him running down the street at me. This motherfucker is teleporting across town. Because the mayor left when it was still daylight outside and started driving. To question mark. Like, to get the fuck out of this town. Because she knew some wild shit was about to happen. And then... 
I don't know, hours later, it's dark as fuck. She's like on a mountain somewhere, presumably far away. And then some Christmas music plays and then the mean one pops up. Like not even five seconds later. It's like, how the fuck did you get here? You're just teleporting to Christmas music. He's just floating around, just in the sky, just waiting. He's like, I know y'all gonna play something. I know it's December, asshole. (laughs) So little by little, we find out that Sheriff Hooper, he's got a secret too. All these old people got secrets in these scary movies. So Hooper finally confirms that the mean one is real, even though we've seen it being real for like an hour at this point. But he confirms that they know about this monster. And after the death of Cindy's mother, 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 (laughs) the mean one kept returning. He kept popping up every year during Christmas to kill more people. The mean one's like, fuck yeah, that was fun. I'm going to keep doing it. And so they collaborated with the mean one, kind of, and they they had a goat at first dressed up like Santa Claus, and then they upped it to people. And so they were sending people to the mountain because of the website, and the mean one would eat them up there. And it was bad, and they were hoping that would be enough for the mean one to stay on the mountain and not come down to the town. And so they removed all Christmas decorations because they realized, man, he hates Christmas decorations. It pisses him right off. So now, Detective Burke heads to the mountain to kill the mean one. and But he gets hurt. And Cindy, Doc, and Hooper save him. Hooray! Now, Sheriff Hooper gets himself a little bit of a face turn. You know, you gotta do that before you die. Spoilers. And he goes after the monster, but the monster kicks his ass because he's just a normal person. He's not Cindy. So Cindy heads back to her home, decorated for Christmas, and waits for the mean one. Now, it's funny. The mean one gets inside, and she puts, what, Christmas lights on him? And then we see that the old man, Doc Zeus, is like, I don't know, I don't know, a hundred steps away with a sniper rifle and starts just Hitting like... Hitting in a snowbank. Yeah, it starts lighting up the mean one from a distance. They got a nice little system going on. <laughs> mean one's for real a monster, though, because this motherfucker takes like 80 bullets in this yeah, scene. Yeah, bullets mean nothing to him. And he's still standing, still yeah. fighting for his life. He don't give a fuck. Yeah, after debilitating Doc Zeus, uh, the mean one runs off and goes after him because he's like, those bullets hurt, dickhead. And doesn't kill him, but beats him up and gets the gun away from him. Cindy and the mean one fight. And she's doing a pretty good job, though he is kind of fighting back. I assume he's really strong because he hits her like three, four times. She's on the ground. She's like, fuck, this sucks. Yeah, she's hurt. (laughs) Now, before the mean one could catch her off guard, Cindy actually puts him down. Hooray! Now, before she could kill him, Cindy sees that he's still wearing that Santa necklace that she gave him so many years ago. And then Cindy realizes that, like, that he's pissed off. He's been a monster because... She made him that. Yeah, she called him a monster. So it's funny, it it calls back to what you were saying about one of the versions of the Grinch. So Cindy forgives him and gives him a kiss on the cheek. Hooray! His heart grows three sizes big that day. And then it explodes. Now, I can't remember where I heard it, but they spoofed this scene, and they were like, his heart grew three times that day, and some scientist pops on screen and is like, if your heart ever got that big, you would die instantly. 
Because yeah. think about the blood and just it growing like that. It's stretching. Hearts are very stretchy and because the, the type of meat it is. Well, and there's no space. Oh, that too. It would just come out of your body. So you'll die. Yeah. And then the scientist disappears and it keeps going. And it, <laughs> And even if there was, even if you weren't going to die from it, if your heart grew that big, it would push your ribs outward and like probably break your ribs, which would then puncture your heart. Like, you would be in so much fucking pain. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. But the mean one, his heart grows. He He's going to be a good person, guys. No, he's not. His heart explodes. So he's dead. Hooray. Now, after this, Newville reverts to showing off Christmas ornaments because Cindy's like, he's dead, guys. And they're like, hell yeah, I got my Christmas lights. Uh, everything's good. It's now an urban legend that if you see the mean one and he'll attack you during Christmas... And unfortunately, a lot of online people want to go to this location and try to find the mean one. They make fun of a lot of different memes. There is a amateur sketch of... The amateur sketch? Well, I fucking lost it. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I want to know where the gold's at. Like, yeah. Find me the leprechaun in Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. I love that video so much. Yeah, it was fucking I cool they put this in there. I lost it. And it wasn't just the amateur sketch. Oh, yeah. It was, it was the group of people talking about... <laughs> Tony, if you want to see the, if you want to see the mean one, say yeah. And yeah. They're like, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> so that whole stupid. video. Oh, that's so stupid. But yes... <laughs> Everybody online, they want to come to this town. They want to see this mean one. So now it's bustling with tourism. Hooray. Hooray. That's what the mayor wanted before she died. <laughs> I don't know who's mayor now. Should be Cindy. She saved the day. Right. But uh, Cindy and Detective Sheriff Burke now, because the other sheriff is dead, uh, they are now together. Hooray. But Christmas and Hanukkah, how will they how will it work? It, it will. Watch Pepper in. It's yeah, right? <laughs> and now, at the end of the movie, the narrator talks about, like, everything's fine this year. And then we get an ominous little note at the end. So, saying that, I mean, yeah, that mean one's dead, but we never there said There might that be was, more. Never said it was the only one. We don't know. Or he might not really be dead. Maybe his body's gone. Maybe he's not physically, maybe he might be a spirit. I don't know. Don't so, know. the narrator just says... Get ready, guys. If we can make another one, we will. <laughs> Absolutely. Give me more. Yeah. And that was the mean one. So, Katie, who was your favorite character or favorite thing about the mean one? Oh, okay. So, I said that my favorite thing about this movie was the nods to the other Grinch properties. Yes. There are that was really cool. so many little moments in this film, in the props department, in the words, like in the script, in the literal physical actions of the characters. Like there's, he, the guy in the mean one suit, Art the Clown, does so many different things that were specifically from the Jim Carrey version of the Grinch. Like different things he does with his face, like the way that he smiles and the way that he like sticks out his little paunch belly. Yeah. And then him cl uh, climbing around on his fucking gross ass green <laughs> fingers and toes. Like there are so many little things. Like the fact that they were drinking fucking Geisel vodka. Yeah. And, you know, Doc Zeus and like all these just little things. It was so fucking cool that you could see how much 
the people who made this movie love the property of How the Grinch Stole Christmas and how much justice they wanted to bring to this parody of it. Because a lot of times when people, like, spoof other things, they don't do it as well and then they, like, give up halfway. Like, we've watched a lot of spoofs where people are just, like, half-assing it um, because, you know, they're scared of getting sued or whatever the reason is. They, like, half-ass this, the parody aspect. But this fucking movie did so well from Cindy You Know Who to fucking Newville and everything that they did about this movie. And then it was just so good. So usually with movies, you now I say, I haven't said this in a minute, but you know me, I love a good villain. If you can make the villain good, the movie can be kind of poopy and I will enjoy myself. This movie is kind of in that bubble. David Howard Thornton is awesome. He doesn't even have to talk to be great. Just like Katie said, the mannerisms, the movements, everything was on point. I loved it. It was really fucking cool. So, they, it was the best thing. Now, there were other cool moments in this. Uh, Doc Zeus, that's an honorary mention. I love that old dude. He was fucking awesome in this movie. Drinking, had guns, and he was just be, just a grump. And he's like, nah, I'm mad my wife is dead. I thought he was going to be Santa, honestly. Cause yeah. He looked, they were setting it up. He looks like Santa. Like, he's got the big beard. He's only ever, like, he's always in red. Like, that's just his character color. And, you know, he just, I expected him to just be, like, an old, grumpy, drunk Santa. And, like, I fucking had it up to here with this motherfucker. Like, I'm gonna kill him. Uh, but he didn't end up being Santa. He was just, like, this old guy who had a grudge because of his wife. And, Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's funny when he popped up. He reminded me of the old guy from Thanks Killing, and when the turkey comes back, it kills his dog Flashy, and he's like, "No, Flashy! First my wife, now my dog! Damn you, turkey! Damn you!" And he yells to the sky, and then he pops up multiple times looking for revenge. And I was like, "Hey, he's just like that old guy. Uh, that's the best thing to do with an old guy in a horror movie. Just make him want revenge, and then help the hero at the end, and then probably die. That's how it works." But it was fucking cool. So my honorable mention for favorite things about this movie um, has got to go to the narrator and the yeah. nar- the narration of this story. Narrator's like, legit. Again, whoever wrote this fucking script, good on you because they kept with the like the prose and the rhythm of the all of Doctor Seuss books. Like they all have a rhythm, you know. Um, like, the cat in the hat in the mat in the, like, you know, it's always, yeah. like, every, the end of every sentence rhymes, and even, no matter how long the sentence is, the end of it always rhymes, and they did that so well with this script. Every time the narrator came in, he was like, here's a little tidbit about the town, or about the story, or about Cindy, or whatever, and everything fucking rhymes, and it was just so well done. At one point while we were watching, Otis said... Like, after the initial narration of the very beginning of the story, Otis said, I really hope that that narrator comes back throughout this yeah. movie. And then, as we're watching this movie, literally, like, every 15 minutes, he comes in with a, you know, a handful of lines. And it was just the cherry on top of this fucking excellent, yeah, excellent I thought horror it was, film. Yeah, like Katie said, I thought it was cool. And I was like, please come back. That's, we don't get enough movies that do that, that yeah. have a narrative that just stays the whole time. Yeah, a lot of times you get it right at the beginning yeah. to, like, explain the story, and then right at the end to be like, oh, yeah, and then this happened after the camera stopped rolling. Yeah. <laughs> but this guy was, like, through, throughout, sprinkled throughout. It was great. Yeah, it was legit. So, Katie, what was your least favorite thing or least favorite person in The Mean One? 
Ooh, okay. I have two, so I want you to go first. Mayor McBean was poop. And it's funny, I like a good heel in movies, but I've learned that the one type of heel I'm not that keen on is a shitty mayor that wants to be, like, reelected, and they just, like, ignore stuff. And it's funny, I love Mayor Quimby, but Mayor Quimby isn't, like, in The Simpsons all the time. And Mary McBean kept popping up and was, like, giving people stickers and shit. And I was like, ah, this movie don't really need you. But they needed, I guess, a villain besides the mean one. So they needed somebody to be like, I'm the real reason the mean one's here, I guess. Yeah. So, Katie. So, that was one of my two. Uh, The second one is The Sheriff. (laughs) Oh, he sucked too, yeah. The Sheriff was the shittiest, (laughs) shittiest person like, he was such a bad fucking sheriff. Like, and I understand that there was, like, this collusion aspect with yeah. him and the mayor and the tourism and, like, feeding the tourists to the mean one or whatever. Like, okay, sure. But this man ignored every single protocol that cops are supposed to be following when any type of tragedy or murder or fucking accident happens and his excuse for not dealing with anything was like oh technically that's federal land so that's the fbi's problem and technically that's county so that's not my jurisdiction and blah like fucking over and over again throughout this film every little thing that happened he was like "Mm, no you're crazy and he kept fucking gaslighting cindy and i was so fucking mad and frustrated with this sheriff (laughs) He was trash. That was a mess. Okay, so let's do seven-word synopsis. I have three. It's been a long time since I made just more than one. My first one is, my boy did the finger crawl perfectly. Now, you should go back and watch the original. It's from the original Grinch, where he, like, was walking on the ground with Mm -hmm. his, like, fingers. It's legit. He also slides like a snake. I think they do it in the Jim Carrey one, too. Oh, for sure. They but it's sure. for sure in the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, the second he scooted past the screen, he was all down low and just, like, walking with his fingers. I was like, this movie's cool. Yep. <laughs> so, my next one is, could be franchise with some more support. Now, that means uh, physical support, monetary support, and idea support. There are tons of people that will absolutely help out with this. And, you know, Katie and I, we were trying to cast the movie with some people and it's like, oh, man, that'd be perfect. That per- that actor would be perfect here, and that actor would be perfect. That kind of support gets more butts in seats. Unfortunately, it's hard sometimes for indie films to get bigger. You gotta have somebody famous. Now, David Howard Thornton is the only name in this list that glows, and you can look at what else they do. <laughs> but I, it, it sucks. There are a lot of really good indie films out there that don't get the time of day because it's an indie film. Yeah. You know? And my last one is... Get Damien Leone to do the sequel. Damien Leone does Terrifier. Now, I don't want to, I don't need it that rough, you know, but just the death scenes were really fast, which I'm fine with. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm chopping your body up for three minutes. I don't need that all the time. But just, he does practical effects. And this movie probably would have been a lot better looking if they just did a lot more practical. But I get why they did digital because it's faster, it costs more. But it's faster. So it's a ebb and flow. We can do physical or practical effects, but I need like three more months and probably a little bit more money. So. Like I don't know if I need Damien Leone to do the film necessarily, but it would or just be help. yeah, it would be cool. Like 
keep the director that did this one, yeah. but, but throw him on the production staff, like have him be an executive produ- producer or whatever. Like, I think he it would be great. Okay. All right. I also have three. My first one is the one that I use in all of the Grinch movies because it is my favorite line <laughs> from the Grinch. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, the song. Um, and it is, your soul is an appalling dump heap. Because that's the best line in any Christmas song ever. And you can fight me if you want. I don't care. that It is. And then my second one, plot, Easter eggs, make acting worth it. And my last one, what was the point of CGI fishes? Yeah, there was a scene in the hospital where there was a fishbowl and two fish. But they were, like, it was like clip art fish. And I was thinking about it, and Katie, we said out loud, I'm like, just don't have fish in that scene. Or maybe they wanted fish for a second. And I would add zombie and it's like, oh, it's a real scene because there's moving things. But just, I don't know, bro, just don't have pointless. the fish bowl there. It was pointless. It was weird. Maybe or they thought Go it was... buy a 50 cent fish. Yeah. Like. <laughs> or just take the bowl out, be like, oh, we gotta do this scene again, a fucking bowl's there. Or just leave the bowl empty. Yeah. Be like, oh, maybe it's a candy bowl. Yeah, throw candy it, in that bitch. You know, it just... It was, <laughs> it was so awkward. It was weird. There wasn't a ton of... I feel like there wasn't a super ton of, like, bad CGI in this film. No. But that specifically, I was like, why? Like, it, it's the only thing that really stood out to me as being horrifically CGI. Everything else was like, okay, explosions, like, that wasn't bad. Or, like, the, the mountain, like, when it's in the background, um... Like, clearly his mountain, the little one with the little hook. Yeah. Uh, like, clearly that was CGI, but it wasn't awful looking. Like, it was fine. Um, but, yeah, just those fish were like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. So, this film came out December 9th, 2022 in theaters. Or October 3rd, 2023 digital. So, Katie, I could not find a budget. I looked for 30 seconds and then I stopped. So what do you think the box office was? Okay, so I said three hundred dollary dinks. Six hundred and twelve, two hundred and sixty dollary dinks. If I said dollary dues, there would absolutely be a sequel by now. Yeah. Six hundred dollary dues. My God, damn, this movie done a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and my guess, I don't know what the budget is because again, I did not look for it. Otis looked and did not find anything. But I guess that the budget was probably like around two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I I'm sure they made more than they put into this. Oh, movie, absolutely. But what they did with how, like on the, on the low budget, I'm assuming they did this movie on, incredible, fantastic. Yeah, they did a great job. So, minority kill count. Now I think two of the Santa ladies, I believe they were black. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be it yeah there was a like a montage of hikers that went missing yeah. but we didn't like yeah we didn't see them die we didn't see them die and we there wasn't enough like it didn't go quick enough i think it was just the two ladies yeah so the new number is 440 and a tito turtle and a house and a plane and a black bear oh a house and a plane full of vampires and a black bear <laughs> b b so, Katie, do you have anything else to say about the mean one before we get out of here? No. I've already sang its praise, but I'll just keep singing its praise. Go watch this movie. Find it wherever you can find it. Watch it. Leave it a review so that they 
feel loved and make another movie because, my God, what a good movie. Yeah, that's really cool. Guido, if you're listening and you haven't seen this movie yet, go fucking watch this movie. You will love it. Yeah, that's fun, man. So with that, that is the end of this episode. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions on what we should watch next, you can hit us up on Twitter at Allentown Pod, on Facebook at Allentown Presents, or send us an email at allentownpresents at gmail.com. So the music you're listening to right now, that is Flip and the Combined Effort. Flip and the CE, anywhere you can find them, a studio fetus. Thank you so much for the artwork. So this was episode 337, in the pocket, in the books, out of sight. Thank you so much for listening to the 10th episode of our Christmas movie countdown. We will be back again tomorrow with another episode. Bye. See you guys. That is a pretty sweet song. <laughs> He's talking about like I wouldn't touch you with a thirty-nine and a half foot pole. Uh, yeah, your soul is like no, no, no. Like a dung heap with art. No, uh, no sauerkraut. Oh, with arsenic sauce. I just sorry, remember yeah, that sauerkraut with arsenic sauce. A banana with a greasy black heel. Yeah, like <laughs> just the descriptions uh, that they give the Grinch in this movie or in the song is fucking fantastic it's a pretty solid song for kids oh I love it okay bye guys bye <laughs>